So, good morning, everyone. I hope you're uh, starting to settle in and feeling well-rested this morning. It does take a few days to settle into a retreat, and then you add jet lag into it, and, you know, it gets kind of complicated, like even remembering where your room is, figuring out when you can take a shower, how to do your work meditation. Those things kind of occupy the first couple of days, so it's good we're easing in gently to the rhythm. Today will be our first full day of silence and a full schedule of sittings and walkings. I'll fill in a little more of that later. In this morning sit, uh, as Brian said, each morning we will uh, provide new meditation instructions. So this will be very helpful so as we go along you get a full set of the instructions that we'll be suggesting that you follow. It would be nice if we could just begin and say, all right, from this moment on, we want you to be mindful of everything that happens in a clear and choiceless manner. End of instructions. So that's where we're going. But we find that it really helps if we unfold stage by stage instructions for all the different facets of your experience. So that's what we'll be doing over these 10 days to two weeks. It's going through all the different pieces that make up a moment of experience for us as as meditators. So this morning we'll again continue with the instructions that Brian offered yesterday. As he said, we'll be working with an anchor uh, for the first few days of the retreat. And the reason that we do that, as he said, is to stabilize the attention. It's so easy as you all know in meditation, for the attention to go other places than the present moment. Basically into thoughts, fantasies, images, memories, anticipations, and so on. By choosing one area to come back to again and again, we start to build up a mindful relationship to that experience. And then because we have a chosen focus, it's clear when we're not there when we're not with it. So the choosing of a focus for these days really helps us to see clearly, am I in the present and with my anchor, or am I not? So that will help bring the attention back more regularly to the present moment, and that's why we begin this way. As Brian said, you might be comfortable with uh, the breath as an anchor. You know, many, many meditators are. Some are not. In my experience, um, the people who are not so comfortable with the breath are those for whom it becomes uh, an area for striving. That the uh, worry increases that we'll miss a single breath. And so there's an over-efforting, a striving, a getting a little too tight around being with each and every inhale and exhale. And then if if you're with the breath and you find that tension is just increasing in your body and in your mind, that's a sign the breath uh, may not be the right choice for you or you need to just be more relaxed in your relationship to it. So you can check on that and play with that. If the breath uh, doesn't, doesn't work, another reason could be that there's some past history of difficulty in breathing. For instance, people who had asthma in childhood or who've had an injury in the area of the chest, might have a complicated relationship to the breath where it brings up anxiety to focus on it. 
So in that case, again, choosing a simpler object that's more neutral might be more suitable. And that's why we offer also uh, the body, the body posture and sitting or sounds as alternatives. So I'll go through each of these three anchors in the instructions this morning and you can see what feels uh, most helpful for you. With all of them, the important thing is to begin from a place of relaxation. We start from a place of just settling into the present moment the way it is. And from that relaxed attitude, then we meet our present moment experience, however it shows up. So let's begin with the meditation. And in your sitting posture, check that you can feel this quality of relaxation. So as you're sitting, let the body be upright, let the back be reasonably straight, but not like there's an iron rod up your spine. Feel that you're upright and you're sitting with some dignity that brings in a sense of alertness and energy. But also that you can feel within the posture a sense of some relaxation or as much ease as possible. And then you could say that the posture reflects this balance of alertness and relaxation that we also want to find in the mind. The meditative mind should have this combination of a degree of firmness and a base of relaxation. So as you tune into your sitting posture, just begin by settling your attention within the body. Letting go of any obvious areas of holding. So letting the forehead be unwrinkled, unfrowning. Softening the eyes. The jaw can be unclenched. The shoulders dropped, and the belly soft. The hands can rest in a relaxed way in the lap or on your thighs. And so in this way, you can feel the awareness pervading the whole body. Anywhere you direct your attention within the frame of the body, the awareness is there. From the top of the head, through the torso, to the hips, legs and feet, 
awareness is present throughout the body. In some places, it will reveal sensations. Sensations of pulsing or tingling, or warmth or coolness, tightness or softness. In other areas, no sensations may be apparent. That's fine too. We get the sense of the awareness pervading the whole body. And you can rest with that. So in this way, you can practice with the whole body or the sitting posture as an anchor. And then from that base, let the attention become wider and open to all the sounds that are arising. Could be the sounds of one another, sound of my voice, sounds of the building, sounds from outside. Notice how a sound can arise in any part of the room or outside in any direction. And it's heard without any effort on your part. And so this effortless quality in hearing leads us into an attitude of receptivity. Just like you're listening to a concert or in nature, listening to the sound of the wind in the leaves. So just in resting and being open, sounds are known spontaneously, effortlessly. So sound can become a second kind of anchor for some people. And then returning the attention to be with the body, to be felt in the body, through the body. Allowing the experience in the body to be felt just the way it is. Not needing to change or correct anything. There may be a mix of pleasant sensation, unpleasant sensation. Just allowing that all to be the way it is. 
all held in awareness, known through awareness. And as you settle your attention into the experience of the body here and now, you'll begin to feel the changing sensations that come from breathing. Every time there's an in-breath, new sensations are arising and passing in the body. Every time there's an out-breath, different sensations are appearing. As you maintain your awareness of the whole body, start to tune in to these changing sensations of breath. What happens on an in-breath in the body? What happens on an out-breath? How far throughout the body can you feel the in-breath happening? How far throughout the body can you feel the out-breath? So not trying to change the breath or control the breath, make it long or short, shallow or deep. Let the breath just come and go naturally, but feel it, feel it in the body. And this is the third option for an anchor. Maintaining a receptive attitude, receiving the breath the way you would receive sounds at a concert, allowing the breath to find its natural rhythm. Based in ease and relaxation. And then just maintaining this continuity of mindfulness of breathing, resting the attention in the body, feeling each in-breath and feeling each out-breath.
And from time to time, your attention will move away from connection with the body or breath. And you'll be drawn into some string of thinking or imagery. And then after some time, you'll notice that you've been away from the connection with the breath and body. So don't judge that excursion. We all will take these thought excursions. But when you notice that thoughts or images have been taking the attention, just acknowledging that, oh, thinking or image, appreciating that spontaneous return to the present, and then again, resting in the body, feeling the breathing, each in-breath, each out-breath.
So these will be the instructions for your sitting meditations throughout the day today, continuing to explore uh, the anchor, finding the one that feels most suitable for you. Um, the real gauge is what helps you stay in the present moment the best, whether that's the whole body posture, sounds, or the breath. The instructions I gave this morning were really around feeling the breath through the whole body, which I think is a really nice way to practice because it brings in the sense of relaxation and receptivity. But many of you may have an established breath practice where you're experiencing the breath at the nose, in the belly, or at the chest. And maybe that's clearer for you. So if that feels more comfortable for you as a way to practice with mindfulness of breathing, please follow that. This whole body breath is one option, but also you know the nostrils, the chest, or the belly are also fine. So whatever uh, you're comfortable with and works for you, all of those are fine. So this is the morning where we're doing the renunciation of cell phones for those who wish. You know, it is something that we really encourage, and uh, this is helpful on, on a number of levels. I think we all know that screens have become kind of problematic in our culture today. You know, it's easy to become addicted. Children are spending so much time with their screens. Um, one writer referred to it as nature deficit disorder for kids these days. They don't want to go out. And I should just mention, um, I don't think we've mentioned this before, staff will often come join us for the 8.15 sit, but they have work to do uh, now, so they may exit at 9. And that's fine for them, not fine for you. (laughs) So please stay a little longer. Uh, But you will see a number of staff coming and then going at 9 o'clock, so that's fine. So the the giving up of cell phones for a period like six weeks or three months is part of the acknowledgement of that, that uh, we've become over-reliant. And the link to the Internet where there's so much, uh, really, anonymity leading to wrong speech. There's false speech, there's angry speech, there's divisive speech that are all uh, spoken of very clearly by the Buddha as things to avoid, but the anonymity gives, uh, gives leeway for that. So in renouncing our cell phones, we're stepping away from that, at least temporarily. Every so often I see an article, it's like on the home page of one of the news sites that I visit, and it's, it's something like, in a bold experiment, young person gives up their phone and social, all social media for a month. And it's great. And this is a front page story. Well, you all are doing so much more than that. I think each of you should be a front page story on the New York Times. So I just appreciate your commitment in that way that Annie talked about it last night. And as an additional step, we often refer to this as renunciation. That's a word that has um, maybe little negative connotations in modern society. But a a better way, an easier way maybe to think of it is simplification. Our whole approach to the retreat is simplifying our daily life so that we can just give our full attention to being in the present moment. And anything that leads away from that, you know, as a regular part of our day, we really try to not engage in. So that's why we suggest not reading, not writing, 
and definitely not connecting to the internet, to texts, and so forth. Some people have received very disturbing texts in the middle of a retreat. And it's kind of blown up their whole retreat experience. So that's one of the main reasons we really suggest by turning it over to the office and letting them be in charge of your phone, you'll be really protected, safe and protected. So we really encourage this, but it's not mandatory. And the reason we're doing it as we call this a ceremony, and the reason we're doing it uh, as a ceremony, we could just ask you, oh, take your phone to Rebecca. She'll give you an envelope, write your name. She'll put it away in a safe for six weeks or three months. The reason we do it as a ceremony is that it is one of the things that bonds a community. That's what rituals are for. Rituals are for bonding in spiritual communities. And what happens is, as you see people turning in their cell phone, you appreciate their commitment. They make their commitment visible. It's kind of like when somebody shows up for a group sitting, they're making their commitment visible, and it really supports the rest of us. And so it's the visibility of the renunciation that we emphasize in making this a public kind of ritual or ceremony. It's one of those things that binds communities together. So to add a ritual element, of course, we have to have some poly chanting. And so as people come up to drop their cell phones in, all of us, not just teachers, but we're going to ask all of you to join in the chanting. And what we're going to chant is on, a lot of you know it already, it's going to be the three refuges, but just uh, the, the first time version. So Budang Saranang Gachami, Damang Saranang Gachami, Sangang Saranang Gachami, and then we'll just repeat those same three lines again and again. And they're on the like first big paragraph in your chant sheet of the Refuges and Precepts. But you'll pick it up quickly if you don't know it. So what I'm going to ask you to do, those of you who have your cell phones already in an envelope and prepared to give in, is to line up uh, at the back and form a line that leads to the front. We have a basket here at the front where you can drop your phone in. Um, We will bow to you and we'll ring a bell every time a a phone is renounced. (laughs) And we'll accompany that with the chant, Budang Saranangachami, Dhammang Saranangachami, Sangang Saranangachami. If you meant to bring your cell phone and you happen to leave it in your room or you forgot or you just feel at this moment like you would like to do it, There are more packets of envelopes and notes just outside this door in the walking room. So please feel free, or if you need to go to your room to get your cell phone, you're welcome to do that uh, as we do the ceremony. So I'll ask now all of those who would like to renounce. Actually, you can start at the beginning of the aisle, extend back, and then you can come up, drop your phone, and then exit to right or left. So, what's that? Yeah. There are some already in here, and if you've already dropped your cell phone in but would like to be part of the ceremony, please just come up and bow or something, (laughs) however you would like to express it. So, we'll all start uh, chanting. There's a particular form of it for this chant that I'll say now. 
It's buddhang saranang gacchami, dhammang saranang gacchami, sanghang saranang gacchami, buddhang saranang gacchami. And please begin to come up now. Sanghang saranang gacchami, Buddhang saranang gacchami, Dhammang saranang gacchami, Sanghang saranang gacchami, Buddhang saranang gacchami, Dhammang saranang gacchami, Sanghang saranang gacchami, Buddhang saranang gacchami, Dhammang saranang gacchami, Sanghang saranang gacchami, Buddhang saranang gacchami, Dhammang saranang gacchami, Sanghang saranang gacchami, Buddhang saranang gacchami, Dhammang saranang gacchami, Sanghang saranang gacchami, Buddhang saranang gacchami, Dhammang saranang gacchami, Sanghang saranang gacchami. Buddhang saranang gacchami, Dhammang saranang gacchami, Sanghang saranang gacchami, Buddhang saranang gacchami, Dhammang saranang gacchami, Sanghang saranang gacchami. Buddhang saranang gacchami, Dhammang saranang gacchami, Sanghang saranang gacchami, Buddhang saranang gacchami, Dhammang saranang gacchami, Sanghang saranang gacchami. Buddhang saranang gacchami, Dhammang saranang gacchami, Sanghang saranang gacchami, Buddhang saranang gacchami, Dhammang saranang gacchami, Sanghang saranang gacchami. Buddhang saranang gacchami, Dhammang saranang gacchami, Sanghang saranang gacchami, Buddhang saranang gacchami, Dhammang saranang gacchami, Sanghang saranang gacchami, Buddhang saranang gacchami, Dhammang saranang gacchami, Sanghang saranang gacchami, Buddhang saranang gacchami, Dhammang saranang gacchami, Buddhang saranang gacchami. Buddhang saranang gacchami, Dhammang saranang gacchami, Sanghang saranang gacchami, 
Okay, thank you all for your expression of that commitment to simplicity, and may it be the uh, cause for your deepening in wisdom and loving kindness. So, a few announcements before before we leave this morning. There will be a walking period coming up. In the walking meditation, please continue for this period just to follow the simple instructions Brian gave yesterday. Stay grounded in your body. You can focus on the feeling of moving through the whole body or on the movement of the legs and feet. And then at the end of the 10 o'clock sit, the next sit, Annie is going to give instructions in more detail in walking meditation. You know, if you already have a really well-established walking practice, you don't need to come to that sit. But if you'd like a refresher, if you feel like your walking would benefit from a little tune-up, please come to the 10 o'clock sitting this morning. Then at 11.30, Brian is going to lead a session on uh, good posture. Again, this is optional. But as you start into a long period of retreat, it's good to get your body in good alignment as you begin, because, you know, without it, the stress on the back and neck and knees and so on can, can build up. So that's recommended. He has a lot of experience and will give a lot of good tips on how to sit properly and comfortably. That'll be at the 1130 sit. Before lunch, he'll let you out for lunch. <laughs> and then at 615 today, we have the uh, group, affinity group sit. This is for the LGBTQIA plus community. That will be at 615 in room M204, which is right at the top of the main staircase. Just go to the top of the stairs, turn right, and you'll be there. And there's a note on the board reminding you of that also. And then one other little thing. Uh, Someone asked if you have to wait for an emergency to contact retreat support, that is May or Karen, Uh, and go to the office and pick up the red phone? Uh, Not necessarily. If you just feel like you're in a place in your practice where you could use a little bit of contact, a little bit of support to help you through a difficult patch, you could just leave, but it's not an emergency, you could leave a note on the board for retreat support. 
If you forget retreat support, you can leave it for a retreat manager and Rebecca will, will pass it on to one of them. And they will get back in touch with you by note and uh, find a time to get together. So they are available for support in, a, in situations that aren't emergencies also. And then the last thing to mention is that we will begin the scheduled practice meetings uh, tomorrow morning. And those notices will go up on the board later this afternoon, probably by tea time. So please check the board later today. We'll see half the group uh, tomorrow and the other half the next day. So half the group on Friday, the other half on Saturday. So if your name doesn't appear today, don't worry. We haven't forgotten you. You'll be there tomorrow. Okay, so this time now is a walking period, 10 o'clock and exit. Hope you have a good day for mindfulness. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.